All right. The church is, in fact, you. Freedom Life Grace Church is not just me. It's not just Pastor Jay. It's all of us. We are a church family for the community. We really have a heart for the city of Las Vegas and uh, for really for the world as well. So as Pastor Jay said, I welcome you to Freedom Life Grace Church. I'd also like to welcome you that are joining us via the Internet tonight. Uh, We thank you for being with us virtually as well. So tonight, I just want to take a little time and talk about what is this thing called life? What is life? You guys received a uh, message note card when you came in. So you guys can definitely take notes and um, follow along that way. If you brought your Bibles, we encourage you to take them out because we, we're, we're a scripture reading church here. I don't want you to ever just take my word for anything. I want it to be the word of God. I want you to to have a trustworthy source that doesn't change. You know, my opinion may change from week to week. Sometimes I want spaghetti for dinner. Sometimes I want a salad. But the word of God stays the same. So we're happy to have that with us. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you that you are with us, that you love us, that you're for us, and that your word speaks to us. And Father, we thank you for your precious Holy Spirit, which lives within us, and that is here to guide us and lead us into all the truth. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father. Amen. So I'd just like to start with something a little funny. Uh, On the screen, I hope you can read it. This is a comic one of my friends created. It's called Frustrated Grace. And this is something that actually really happens in in church. I don't know know, how many of you come from a church background or maybe you've never been in church, which both ways is totally cool. But this is just something I, I thought was totally funny. It says, Jesus wore red shoes. It says, no, you idiot. He wore blue shoes, red shoes. And there's 37 scriptures to back me up. Blue shoes. And that's because everybody wore blue back then. Then another guy comes and says, Jesus didn't wear any shoes, you dummies. He was a pacifist. Yeah. Then they see Jesus show up. Who's that guy? I don't know. The shoes were blue. That's just something that we do. Sometimes we get caught up on the little things that really, truly just don't matter. What color was Jesus' shoes? They were sandals. We know that. It's, you know, Israel a long time ago. So hope you guys enjoyed that. So this is Life Series. It's, it's something that we'll be doing for the next couple of weeks. Help you in your marriage. Help you in raising your kids. Help you on the job. Just help you in life in general. Uh, you know, everything seems to look better on Instagram. I, I, I love my cell phone. It kind of, I think I might be slightly addicted. But I'm on there and I, I go to Instagram and and I look at my friends' pictures and, oh, look at this. And then I go and, you know, I follow a couple of celebrities and I'll, I'll see their pictures and I'm like, oh, my gosh, look at what they're doing. But how many of you know that Instagram lies? It's a snapshot of the best moments of people's lives. But here's reality. We've all made a horrible decision to compare ourselves with other people. We compare our real everyday life with someone else's highlight reel. So what we're thinking, we see the downs, we see the ups, we see all the struggles and the challenges. And then we look at other people and we see their glory. So we should have a slide up here that has um, our, our message theme here. This is Instagram. My sweet little girl. How precious. Now, this isn't really my daughter, in case you were wondering. It's just a cool pic I found. But isn't she precious? Look at that smiling face. She's just so cute. You know, you crop out real life. 
So let's let's show them what uh, this really looks like. You got the head in the toilet, the the paper, and she's not so precious when you see the whole picture. But people do that on Instagram. Everything is wonderful, but in real life, things aren't necessarily that great. So let's look at the scripture on this. John, the 17th chapter, we'll look at verse 3. I'm going to read two different versions. Here at Freedom Life Grace Church, we believe in using multiple translations because each translation speaks differently to different people. So I'd like to start with the King James, which says, And this is eternal life, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Now, in your notes, I use the ESV, and it says it this way, and you can fill in the blank there. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Sometimes we think that eternal life is heaven, which, I mean, there's an aspect of that to it. But according to Jesus, eternal life is that we know him. According to Jesus, it's not that we obey him. It's not that we give our money to him. It's not that we look just like him. It's that we know him. That's what eternal life is, that we know the only true God. It means there are false gods too. But eternal life is knowing the true God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. So anything else in your life, really, if if you want to put it up against it, it just doesn't matter. The question is, do you know God? Do you know Jesus, the true and living God? Because if you do, you have eternal life. There's nothing added to it. There's nothing taken away from it. Now, a good friend of mine at the the Grace Church on the east side of town, uh, they meet on Sundays, but I visited with them last week, and he came up with an excellent way to kind of um, illustrate this point, and I think it ties in really nicely with Instagram, because on the web, there are a lot of free apps, and there are a lot of paid apps, but if you download the free app, there's these things called in-app purchases, so you get the basic functionality but you don't get the full uh, splendor of the app. Well, a lot of churches give you the free app, which is Jesus. They say, yeah, you get Jesus and you're saved now, but you got to add all this other stuff to it to really experience something. Well, what makes us different here is we give you the full experience with Jesus. We believe that with Jesus came everything else. The Bible tells us that God freely gave us all things when he gave us Jesus. So we don't have to add good works to it. We don't have to add praying all day to it. We don't have to add all of these extra things that sometimes religious figures tell us we have to do. I really think it's unfortunate that we're better known as a church body, not this church, but as a church body, we're more known for what we're against than what we're for. Our message is simple. Jesus and him crucified. Everything else That's just small stuff. We don't have to argue about it. Sometimes people ask me, hey, well, why do you guys believe that you don't have to tithe? Well, that's what we understand the scripture to say. We believe that God gives to us freely because he loves us and we can't buy his blessing. That's just our perspective. If you'd like to tithe, you're welcome to do that. If that's how your faith operates, we believe in giving. We think that it's healthy and normal to give. We think that you're most like God when you give. We just don't stress a particular percentage or a particular way of doing it. Why? Because we believe that it's spirit-led, freely given. 
So that's just kind of a little sidebar that I want to take. But let's get back on this journey called life. So there are a couple lines on your page and it just says dash ER. These are some errs, I call them. Pretty err. And I, I know this spell wrong, y'all. I, I, I can spell. But I just want you to get the picture. You want to be rich-er. And my favorite, this is my personal one, more-er. You can fill in whatever your er is. Is it taller? Is it thinner? Is it smarter? Is it better? Well, you know, sometimes people just, just want more-er. It doesn't matter what it is. You're never satisfied if you're always comparing yourself to someone else. Because guess what? Someone's always going to have something more than you. Somebody's always going to get a better grade on that test than you. Someone's always going to have more money in the bank. It's always another level to strive to. But what is that er really? Well, there's something worse than er. It's est. I want to be the smartest person. I want to be the biggest star. I want to have the biggest church. I want to have the biggest business. It's something worse than, than, than er. It's the est. So am I the coolest kid in school? Am I the richest guy in town? I've got something to tell you. None of that matters. What matters is Jesus and Jesus alone. And what's really, really cool about that is when you identify with Jesus, guess what? You are the coolest. You are the smartest. You are the richest because you have everything. When you get Jesus, it's a package deal. You don't have an in-app purchase. You've got everything in that one app for free. Hallelujah. I just love the Lord. He's good. Let's look at another scripture. Let's go to Philippians. That's uh, fourth chapter. And we'll just read a couple verses out of there. I love the book of Philippians. It's one of the joy books. Um, the Apostle Paul, who wrote uh, two-thirds of the New Testament, also wrote this particular book, and he was on a journey as well throughout Scripture. He didn't start off the way he finished, and I just love watching his journey unfold through the pages of the Scripture. So Philippians chapter 4, we'll read verses 12 and 13. And this is Paul talking. He says, I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and and need. I can do all things through him, which is Christ, who strengthens me. So it doesn't matter if you're facing, oh my gosh, I'm, I got a foreclosure. Notice. Does God really love me? Yes. God loves you unconditionally. It doesn't matter if your lights are get, can, getting cut off. It doesn't matter if you've got more money than anybody else in town. God loves you the same. Paul is saying here, I know how to be great. And I know how to get low. I know how to be a servant and I know how to be served in any position I am. I can do all of these things through Christ. Now, sometimes we take that scripture and, and you may hear a preacher use it and they'll just just say you can do anything you want to do through Christ, which strengthens you. Which, yeah, that's true. But that's just not what this scripture is saying. He's saying, I know how to have plenty and I know how to have not enough. I can do it all through Christ. Sometimes we think that our relationship with God is based on how much stuff we get. That's that er, that's that est. It may even be, you know, if I get this degree, 
I, I, I'll feel accomplished. Or if I land that promotion, then I'll feel accomplished. I will have done a good job. But no, it's not that. I can do all things through Christ. So yeah, those things are good to, to seek after and to, and to trust God for and to want. It's good to want to be the best. But you are the best. Your identity should not be in, well, I got the promotion. No, your identity is in Christ. I am the the love of God's eye. I'm the greatest thing that he can think of. He thinks I'm so cool. He made himself into somebody just like me because he made himself Jesus, a fully human being with the divine spirit. Do you realize you are just like Jesus? You're fully human. And guess what? Your spirit is also fused with God, making you totally divine. So you have the very presence of God within you. Sometimes we that that more. That's my favorite one, because we sing songs about I want more of you, God, and give me more of your presence. But the truth of the matter is you can't get any more of God because you are God. And sometimes that sounds new age and, you know, you get get spooky and spiritual and think you, you can fly and sprout wings and that kind of thing. That's not what I mean. When I say that you are God, I mean that his very life is fused with you. You can't be separate from God because he chose to join himself with you. Your very spirit now holds the life of God. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, it lives in you. The same spirit that hovered across the waters when God spoke and said, you know, light be and divided the, the, the ocean from the land and, and created everything. That very same spirit is what lives within you. That's pretty darn cool, I'd say. So all of these things that we, we seek after and that we long for are already within us. We already have the life of God in us because there's no better quality of life. You know what I really love about God? He gave us his entire life for free. He didn't hold a little bit back if we were good enough. He didn't, you know, say, if you follow these three steps, then you can have my life. No, before we even wanted Jesus, he sent him and he gave him to us free of charge. And then he said, you know what? Jesus said this. He said, you know, it's not good that I stay here with you in this physical form. If I stay here with you, well, you know, I can only be in one place at a time. And and we can teach on that a little because he really did multiply himself. But he's like, I I can only be, you know, so much. I don't want to just be here and interact with you. I want to be in you. And so Jesus said, you know, I'm going to send my spirit. And that's what the day of Pentecost was about. He sent his Holy Spirit to indwell man. And now he lives with us forever. So what is life? Life is knowing Jesus. Life is knowing that you don't have to work hard to to get God to love you. Life life is, is being full of joy, full of peace, because you're full of God. Let's look at another scripture. This one's in the Old Testament. Uh, My personal favorite book of the Old Testament is the book of Ecclesiastes, and we'll read from the fourth chapter. Now, the reason I like this book, uh, it's one of those that it reads like a story, almost like a drama. And it's like this dude just just talking like it's easy to understand and he just gets it. It's like, yeah, I get life. Let me tell you about it. So reading from the fourth chapter, uh, verses four and then seven through eight. And he says, and I saw that all toil and achievements spring from one person's envy of another. So your key words there are all toil and envy. 
And I saw that all toil and all achievements spring from one person's envy of another. In other words, the reason we stress so much, the reason we work so hard is because we want to get what somebody else has. But he goes on and says, that's meaningless. It's like chasing the wind. You can chase the wind all day, but you'll never catch it. He says, again, I saw something meaningless under the sun. There was a man all alone. He didn't have a, a son or a brother. There was no end to his toil, yet his eyes were not content with his wealth. So that man is successful. He worked hard and he accumulated something, but he could never find contentment. He says, for whom am I toiling? I don't have a son. I don't have a brother. He asked, and why am I depriving myself of enjoyment? This too is meaningless, a miserable business. So he says here, I'm toiling, I'm working, I'm doing all of these things. And for who? For what? What good does it serve? It's meaningless. I can accumulate wealth, but it doesn't matter because I lack contentment. So over the next couple of weeks, we'll talk about how to find contentment. We'll talk about what it is to truly be able to say, I can, I can be abased and I can be abound. I can have plenty and I can have little. I can do all things through Christ, which gives me strength. So I've got a couple questions for you. What are your est? Are, are you trying to be the coolest? Um, in your notes, it says this. If you aren't getting better, you're getting bitter. So we don't want to give you the idea that you shouldn't strive to be stronger. You shouldn't do better. You shouldn't work hard. That's not at all what we're saying. But are you exhausted trying to be like, and you can fill in the blank. For some people, it may be the neighbors down the road who just built that addition on their home. For some, it may be the person that just bought a new car. For single people, it may be your best friend that just got married. You're trying to be like that person. Are you broke trying to keep up with fill in the blank? Did you spend money on, on that fancy? And, you know, y'all, I, I like my suit. My mom actually got it for me, so I didn't buy it. But, you know, if I had bought this, would I have gone broke trying to keep up with somebody? Or are you pushing your kids so that they'll be the best? Is it because you want them to be the best they can be? Or is it because you don't want them to embarrass you? What are you doing? Why are you toiling? Well, I want to give you a couple keys to get free from what I call the comparison trap. And these keys, really, if you apply them, I guarantee you they'll work through the power of the Holy Ghost. Try this. Tell the person with more earth than you that you admire them. So maybe they're prettier. Maybe they're stronger. Maybe they're richer. Maybe they're just better. Well, tell them, hey, you know what? I really admire you. The way you do that is just awesome. I tell Pastor Jay all the time, the way you sing, man, that's just incredible. I wish I could sing like that, but you're a better singer than me. Then serve somebody that has less-er than you. So maybe that means going to the homeless shelter. And, and feeding the homeless or just spending time with them. You know, it's not all about the, the gift baskets and, and the food donations. Sometimes it's just about taking time to give somebody a hug. I met a family earlier this week, um, and it was so inspiring. Um, it was a, a single dad. He just moved here from Atlanta, 
And he wants to work here at the church. I'm so excited. He wants to do our homeless outreach. But here's what's cool. He's still homeless. And he still wants to give back to those that have what he says is less than him. He's got three beautiful kids. And I tell you, those kids are cute. They are cute. All three of them sing like little angels and they sang me a song. But he wants to serve those with less than him. And my intention was to serve him. So it's really, really cool when you can serve someone with lesser than you. Then the final thing I want you to do is just focus on Jesus. That's what it's really all about. When we focus on Jesus, we find that contentment. We're able to serve. We're able to, in humility, tell someone, guess what? You're better. Let's look at one more scripture on this. This is from the book of Hebrews. We'll look at the 12th chapter. And again, I know it's a lot of scripture, but I just want you to see these things in the words so that you know and, and have a, a reference point for it. We'll read part of verse one and part of verse two. It says, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Another good one to write down is Galatians four verses four and six. But let us keep running. Don't give up. Don't stop trying. Don't stop growing. Don't don't stop being better because you'll end up bitter. Keep going. Keep doing the things you love. Keep doing the things that you want to do. But focus on Jesus. Look to him because he's not only the author, he's the finisher of our faith. And faith is everything. Belief is what matters. If you believe you can or you believe you can't, you're right. It doesn't matter. Faith is the beginning and the end of this walk with God. You have to believe that he is. You have to believe that he rewards those who diligently seek him. That's not a work. That's not self-effort. That's just simply saying, you know what, God, I'm going to choose to believe that what you tell me is the truth. You say that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You say that I'm your righteousness. You say that you have glorified me when you glorified Jesus. You say that you love me without condition, without pretense. Lord, you say these things. So with my faith, I choose to believe it. And guess what? Your faith is a gift from God. He gave you the faith to believe. So all of this thing from first to last, it all begins and ends with God. So let us run this race. Let us do, do this thing that God set up for us. Looking at Jesus, trusting in Jesus, relying on Jesus, saying, Jesus, I can't, but you can. And guess what? We're one. So that means I can. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. So get free from the comparison trap. This week, tell somebody with more earth than you how great you admire them. Serve someone with less and focus on Jesus. Hallelujah. You guys go ahead, stand to your feet. We're going to close out service.